from the host of Cooking the Books podcast, Tales from a Financial Hot Mess by Francis Cook, the realist guide to money and how to have more of it. In the book, Frances goes through how she changed her financial mindset from wasteful spending and living payday to payday to managing savings and the journey into investing. Combining the knowledge from her experience and over 150 podcast episodes, Frances Cook's new book makes money work for you and shows you how saving is fun. Tales from a Financial Hot Mess, the realist guide to money and how to have more of it by Frances Cook. Find it in all good book retailers. News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Welcome to Cooking the Books, I'm Francis Cook. A milestone of looking after your money in New Zealand is to buy a home and pay it off. That's because our system, and especially the pension, is designed with home ownership in mind. Pension payments depend on what you're entitled to, but if you're single, you get about $20,000 a year, And if you're in a couple, you get about $30,000 a year. That doesn't leave much room for paying off a mortgage or even continuing to rent. That's why it's worrying that stats from the Commission for Financial Capability show that the numbers of people going into retirement still paying a mortgage or rent are increasing. But there is a suggestion on how to fix this. KiwiSaver is often the first stop for those who want to save for a house, as the candy-coated retirement scheme seriously boosts your savings. There are currently strict rules about when you can withdraw money for a home. So the question is, should those rules change? News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. We're talking property today for another of our One Roof Property specials. And I'm joined by the Interim Retirement Commissioner, Peter Quartz. Thank you so much for coming in. Now, there's a reason that we do these property specials. And I get lots of questions from people all the time. They just feel really outgunned when it comes to especially saving up for that first home and then paying it off. For a lot of people, it just feels insurmountable. So let's start with the very beginning. What's happening with home ownership? Is home ownership going down? Um, and what's behind all of this? Look, there are some who suggest there's not enough data to, to prove conclusively that uh, declining home ownership is an issue. But, um, you know, I think there is, and we don't, you know, make this stuff up. You know, the Stats NZ um, is, has been uh, a reliable source of much of the data we use. Um, and, you know, uh, even for all the uh, concern about the later census, even if you only consider where 2013 landed, I guess, we know that home ownership peaked in uh, 91, I think, was the was the peak at around 78%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's declined since to around 55%. Um, wow. So um, whichever way you look at that, um, home ownership has been, on the, has been on the decline. We know also that across the 30 or so years that Home ownership has declined for everybody. Uh, it has declined faster and to a worse level for Māori and Pacific. Thirty-five uh, percent for uh, Māori, twenty percent for Pacific. So um, there's nowhere to hide from those numbers. Home, home ownership has been going down. Do we know what's driving it? I mean, like you say, it's hard to get data. Is there anything that gives us an insight into that? Oh, look, I think you know all of us have seen, I guess, and lived the um, increase in, you know cost of living generally, uh, particularly across that period, but also um, how housing prices have escalated across that time. I, I, I arrived back in Auckland uh, in the mid-90s. Um, the first 
three homes that I bought here, or the home two and home three, in the uh, five to nine years that I owned both those homes, both of them nigh undoubled in value. You know, wow. so that's so once you're on that. You're fine. It's like a wave, you know. If you if you if you hit if you hit the right part of that wave, you're fine. But if you can't get on, um, it's really tough to keep pace with that. And while that's flattened out recently, it's it's you know it's plateaued at a level that many people uh, are finding tough because you know um, uh, income levels haven't necessarily tracked those costs at the same rate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good way of putting it. It's it is waiting for that wave and catching at the right point, and it's tricky if you don't. So if we've got surfers out there at the moment who are feeling like it looks a bit flat and they've just missed the wave and they don't know what they're going to do. You have a thought for a solution, right? A potential fix. Yeah, look, among the terms of reference for this year's uh, review, um, declining home ownership and the impact of declining home ownership is an area we've been asked to look at, and that's in a broader piece around the effectiveness of policies on uh, vulnerable groups and low-income New Zealanders. Mm. Uh, but connected to some of that work is, is KiwiSaver and the work we're doing around KiwiSaver. Um, one of the things um, that's on the table at the moment, actually started, oh gosh, um, maybe 18 months ago mm. with an approach from a, um, a, a Māori mortgage broker here in Auckland. And she met with um, the then commissioner, Diane Maxwell and I, to talk mm. about... Um, some of the flexibility she was looking for for some of her clients, her Māori clients, who were interested in buying a home back home, you know, to where they might eventually return. They, they, they live and work in the big centres, um, need to be there uh, for, for the work that they do, can't afford to buy there, will eventually return uh, to uh, the place where their family are or where they're from. And we're interested in the option of being able to buy a place back home. Um, now, as we looked at that, one of the things that uh, occurred to us is, I guess, uh, a first home as an investment um, still gets people on that ladder, um, and many other people, other than just Marty interested in you know, buying land back home or, mm-hmm. or a home back home, um, could get on the ladder if they were buying somewhere other than where they were having to live and work. So, one of the things that uh, we're putting out there as part of this year's review is the option of um, opening uh, that first home uh, criteria to include a first home as an investment. Mm-hmm. It would still need to be a first home. Um, you'd still need to you know, satisfy all that other uh, criteria around KiwiSaver. Uh, but it allows people the opportunity to buy a home that they aren't going to live in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a really interesting solution and one that I think should at the very least be closely looked at because um, we talk a lot about how to build up that deposit on this podcast and also when I was writing my book we looked at it and it's been treated as two separate solutions so far that you can put all your extra savings in KiwiSaver and KiwiSaver is great, it supercharges your savings, you get the employer match, the government contribution, you get a lot that just ramps up how much you can save really quickly, helps you out. But if you're in an expensive place, if you live in Auckland, if you live in Queenstown or somewhere else that's just gone nuts lately, um, then maybe buying elsewhere and a place you want to live in the future is a really smart idea. But until now, that's meant you can't put it into KiwiSaver. So you've had to have these two separate strategies. The idea of combining them 
strikes me as it has legs. Yeah, look, we, we think so too, which is why it's on the table and has, and has grown from something that might be useful or relevant for, for, for Māori um, to something that actually might be useful for a whole lot more New Zealanders. And um, because you're right, I guess, um, yeah, housing, home ownership is an option. One of the reasons it's such a central piece of not only this year's review, but even in my day job as uh, the uh, head of our community work streams at the um, Commission, housing's been a really big part of uh, what we've been involved in the last four years. Mm. Um, back in 2016 with the last review, one of the things that um, I was actively involved in at the time was the work around vulnerable groups. Mm. The vulnerable groups at that time were identified as Māori, Pacific, woman, uh, disabilities, those with disabilities, and those renting in retirement. What uh, Diane Maxwell did at the time was took a step back from labelling entire groups as vulnerable. You know, we were labelling half the population as vulnerable straight out of the gate because of gender. Mm. Focused instead on, on, on identifying the vulnerability factors that, that contributed to that risk. Right. And there are many other things that you'd expect to see highly represented in those groups. Health expectancy, skills and employment, you know, the the risk profile of manual workers um, uh, in reaching retirement age, um, caring for others, but housing consistently featured as a really critical factor uh, for vulnerability in retirement. We know that right now um, there are some 12% um, of uh, those over 65 who are still servicing a mortgage. Um, uh, that number again who are renting. So um, with super at its current settings, and, and look, it's it's. Um, I've talked about it before. It's the biggest benefit in town. Just to, I guess, uh, I guess, make sure it's presented for what it is. It's a, you know, it's a it's a taxpayer funded benefit. It costs us thirty nine million dollars a day right now, uh, and as big as that number is, at four hundred and eleven dollars for uh, a single person, six hundred and thirty three dollars for a couple. Mm. It assumes you've got housing sorted out by the time you've arrived there. So, it does. It does still uh, figure as a, a really central part of this conversation. Well, yes, it's sort of in everyone's benefit, seeing as we're all paying for this to get it figured out. But getting um, your house sorted, I mean, like you say, it's, it's a really big vulnerability if you don't have that in retirement. And just stability throughout your life, because obviously a house takes decades to pay off usually, mm. um, but is a huge stabilising factor throughout your life, right? I mean, why is it important to buy a house? Why is this held up as the golden achievement? Well, uh, you know, the, the work we've done across housing and community housing and and not just home ownership, I guess, but improved housing outcomes we know is a really uh, important cornerstone to well-being for, for individuals, for families, for communities. Housing is a really key part of that. Safe, dry, um, you know, warm housing um, at every level is, you know, has to be one of those basic needs. But we also know that financially, um, uh, the, uh, you know, the the wealth base that you build up across the course of a lifetime for a lot of New Zealanders that has been anchored in owning their own home. And as I say, arriving at retirement, renting or still with a mortgage um, means that you are going to struggle somewhat. You, the another stat that's I guess appointed to where things are at right now is the uh, the level of housing supplements that are paid to New, Zealand, New Zealanders in retirement. Mm. Um, and across six years, I think from 2013 to now, that has increased by 92%. Wow. Um, so, I, And I think in order to qualify for a, for a housing supplement, um, over 30% of your uh, income 
uh, needs to uh, needs to be spent on housing costs. So there is a not just those families, those individuals' well-being, but there's a there's an ongoing liability to taxpayers. I guess the more that increases, 92% increase across um, across six years is, is significant. So it is something that needs a circuit breaker. We think this KiwiSaver option is one of those things. There'll be some. Uh, angst from some, um, and, I, and I say some, you know, the providers themselves, I guess, mm. might have an issue with this. And we we had a KiwiSaver workshop recently with providers to give them an opportunity to contribute to or provide some feedback for the, the review. And there's a bit of concern about, I guess, impinging on people's retirement savings. Yes, and, yeah. I was going to ask you about that because I've done an episode on that before. And this is a hot topic yeah. amongst the personal finance nerds because... Holding up KiwiSaver as a solution is great and there's a reason that people often start with KiwiSaver for their home. It's it's wonderful. But also it was designed as your retirement savings and you can't eat your house. You do need money. And there's an argument that using KiwiSaver for a house means that you have less in retirement and could be a bad thing. What do you make of that? Yeah, well, look, uh, and and that was uh, the very debate that was going on amongst mm-hmm. some of that um, uh, providers' workshop, and they were anchored in the uh, view that this is about retirement saving. Mm-hmm. I guess for us, for CFFC, the cope upper is much broader. It's about preparation for retirement, mm-hmm. and housing shapes is such a critical risk factor that mm-hmm. actually withdrawing from KiwiSaver to get yourself on the housing ladder. Um, is an important part of that financial preparation as well. Now, increasingly, people will need to look at that uh, home ownership not just as a legacy piece. You know, there's this the quarter acre dream that is um, uh, very much a part of the Kiwi psyche and the fact that that gets handed on to a future generation. But increasingly, uh, your home as a foundation, financial foundation for your retirement. And while annuities and things like things like you know reverse equity mortgages aren't haven't necessarily been a big part of the Kiwi conversation to date. Mm. I think increasingly they'll need to be um, as people look at the, their options for decumulating in retirement um, to make it work. Uh, and and look, what we will have across a longer period of time is KiwiSaver balances that are more significant as people arrive at retirement. Um, uh, but uh, look, I think... For ours, it does shape as a, as a really important part of preparing for retirement. We think it's worthy of consideration this time around. As you rightly point out before, you know, KiwiSaver does work really hard for, for, for New Zealanders um, with government contribution, employer contributions uh, to their investments. And I guess the other piece of that with um, savings, uh, with sorry, interest rates so low at the moment, yeah. um, Having a separate pot of money to save for a house isn't necessarily going to work as hard for you either. So we think this shapes as a really credible option and, and, and we're keen to hear what New Zealanders have to think about that. Well, exactly. It's a debate, right? It's a proposal at this point um, and it's still open for submissions. Mm-hmm. So tell us about where, how. Sure. How the easiest way uh, to provide any feedback about this or any of the terms of reference is to go to our website, cffc.org.nz. So Commission for Financial Capability, but cffc.org.nz. Um, all the research that we've commissioned, I think we've still got a couple of pieces to land, um, including the um, home ownership uh, piece. Um, uh, uh, all the research is available there, the full terms of reference, and a platform that will allow people to provide feedback against any areas that they're interested in. Yeah. 
And people have to do that quite quickly, right? Is it October 31st? October 31st, so end of October. Um, we are required by law, this is one of our statutory obligations, to deliver a report to government in December of this year mm -hmm. uh, with recommendations. Um, so uh, by the time we've got all that research on board, the uh, feedback and submissions from organisations and from individuals, you know, much of November will will be de devoted to, I guess, um, collating that, considering it, shaping up a report. Um, but the end of October is when people have got to uh, share their views. Excellent. All right, well, there you go. Everyone's always upset about housing and very interested in KiwiSaver. So if you like the idea of being able to buy an investment property elsewhere as your first KiwiSaver home, then um, get onto it, cffc.org.nz, wasn't That's it? it. .org, there we go. Um, and get in there before October 31st. You have your time. Thank you very much. That's Peter Quartz, Interim Retirement Commissioner. Now, do that first, but if you have any other questions about money, property, whatever else, then you can send them to me. We could do a future podcast on it. You can find me on Facebook, Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter, Francis Cook, Instagram, Francis Cook NZ. Pick your favourite, send me your questions, let's get them answered. You can also subscribe to this podcast. We are all the places, really. Uh, you can find us iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.